Hello, everybody. This is Alan Levitt with the second edition of Fast Horses. And I think uh, it's appropriate, since both my parents uh, were born in Russia, that we start off today with a story that uh, is a Russian story and was very popular at one time in Moscow. Uh, it seems in this story that Putin has a dream and in the dream, he finds himself face-to-face -face with Joseph Stalin. And Stalin says to Putin, if you want to be the true ruler of all Russia, then you will do this. You will kill all the protesters in the street. You'll kill all the generals. And you'll kill all of the politicians. And he adds, you'll paint your office blue. Putin listens to all this, and then he says to Stalin, and why blue? That, that is a little bit of a tricky story, and not everybody gets it first time around, but I'm sure you will when you think about it for a minute. Um, as I promised last time, I'd like to talk now about how you pick a stallion and what's important in doing it. First off, every stallion will give the best indication of what he can be as a sire by the way he performs on the racetrack as a two-year-old. That gives the best foreshadowing of sire potential and that's not only my feeling but it is also that of Federico Tessio. Not everybody may be familiar with the name but Tessio was an Italian thoroughbred breeder who is probably regarded as the greatest breeder thoroughbreds of all time. To him, it was also essential in picking a stallion that the horse had two-year-old brilliance. In addition to that, which is all important, there are a couple of other considerations. You like a horse with a sharp head, a nice big bright eye who uses his ears. Those are the considerations that you should have and um, at the same time pedigree is really unimportant. I know that sounds uh, iconoclastic but it happens to be true. Um, there's There are a number of examples of that. Goo Goo Gaga is probably the one that comes to mind first. He, was, he is sired by a pacer, although he does have um, strong tot trotting blood in the form of speedy Somali uh, right up close. But he was an outstanding two-year-old, and that stamped him as a great future stallion, and that's what he's been. Now, I don't want to start naming names because I'm not here to promote anyone, any one stallion in particular, but uh, I do have to mention some names as illustrations. And as far as the importance of two-year-old performance, muscle mass is uh, a perfect example of that. Muscle mass was undefeated as a two-year-old he won close to $200,000 in stakes, came back at three and was nothing. Um, he made six starts and barely eked out $30,000.
but he has been a very successful stallion, and he certainly proves that if they're outstanding at two, they, ha they have the necessary element to be successful when they go into the stud. Now, I'd like to also explain how you analyze a horse's pedigree and then how that relates to picking stallions. You start with the extended pedigree of a horse and you number the generations. Sire and dam are the first generation. Grandsire and granddam are the second generation. Great-grandsire, great-granddam, and so on are the third generation and on back to the stallions, mares, the dams and sires that come after them, that's the fourth generation. Um, when a horse, when you look at a horse's extended pedigree and one name appears twice in the two generations that add up to six or less, that ho a horse with such a pedigree is considered inbred to whatever name it is that appears twice within uh, the number six. When the same name appears uh, seven or eight times in a pedigree, then the horse is considered line bred. When the sum of the generations in which any single name appears is greater than eight, the horse is considered an outcross. Now, while I've said that pedigree uh, is not an essential in evaluating a stallion, that's not totally true. When you, when you talk about inbreeding, you're talking about greatly enhancing certain qualities. Uh, and if you inbreed with a superior horse, that's the way to get a big bang. Uh, you can think of it um, in terms of a word that isn't applied to horse breeding, synergy. Uh, synergy simply means that the, the actual sum of two different elements when combined is greater than the simple sum of the parts. Mm -hmm. And to put it in mathematical terms, two plus two equals seven. That's synergy. Now it's a, it's a tricky thing to fool with, but it can be explosive. Uh, the best example I can come up with right away is uh, CRK Susie, who was one of the greatest trotting fillies we've ever seen. She was intensely inbred one of her grandsires and one of her granddams uh, are full, sis, full sis siblings, full sister and brother. They produced dynamite when they were combined. Uh, now, I can, I'd, I'd like to give you an actual example, a couple of examples here. Um, the first one is an example of line breeding. And I just, at random, pulled out the extended pedigree of Atlanta, who certainly is 
an, an outstanding mayor by every standard. When you look at her extended pedigree, the first time you find uh, a name appearing twice is in the fourth generation, Garland Lobel. That means that Atlanta is line bred to Garland Lobel. Now, as an example of inbreeding, <laughs> I'm chuckling because <laughs> I'm fascinated by this horse's name. Uh, at random, I pulled up the pedigree extended of Captain Crunch, Crunchy, as I like to think of him. When you look at his extended pedigree, you find that Art's Place appears twice in the third generation. So Crunchy is inbred three by three to Art's Place, which is quite a thing. Um, certainly you couldn't pick a better horse to be multiplying the effect of. And so there you have an example of an inbred of an inbred horse. I'm not here to promote anybody's stallion, but I would think that considering the fact that he was an outstanding two-year-old, plus the added Philip of being inbred to such a great horse as Art's Place is certainly not going to do him any harm as a stallion. I also would like to make it clear that there's no such thing as a golden cross. I know that uh, it's celebrated in, on both the USTA website and um, the thoroughbreds go big for it. But as John Gaines said, to say there's a golden cross is scientifically nonsense. You would, to prove that a specific cross was anywhere approaching gold, you'd have to have, uh, you would have to test an infinite number of other crosses before you could establish that. I think where this business of Golden Cross came from probably has to do with inbreeding. Um, it wasn't recognized that the inbreeding was the cause of the success, but uh, it, it was nevertheless. Um, otherwise, it's um, accidental. I don't say coincidental because if you happen to read the detective manual, uh, which not many people have any reason to do, you'll find that the first rule in the detective manual is there is no such thing as coincidence, which is something I happen to believe in very firmly. Finally, I'd like to come up with a sign-off that I can use that will apply to all of us. And when thinking about it, I thought back to the long and very pleasant relationship I had with Bill Rosenberg, who was the president and founder of Dunkin' Donuts. And I never eat a donut without <laughs> thinking fondly of Bill. And his wife, Anne, who is still, I think, very alive and healthy, and if someone could help me get in touch with her, I'd love to touch base with Ann Rosenberg. But in any case, Bill told me a lot of stories, all of which I remember, but the one that stuck with me the most, he told me after he had been on a f commercial flight, and a friend of his was on the same flight, 
just the friend was sitting in the class behind in the back of the airplane bill was sitting in first class in the front just before the plane took off the friend called out to bill hey bill have a safe trip in those days jack copas was training a lot of horses for me and that became um, a motto between alice copas and i and me um, Alice is a wonderful woman, and I wish her all the best today. But we would always uh, say goodbye to each other by saying, have a safe trip. And so I'm saying this to everybody who's listening out there, everybody, have a safe trip, folks.